0: You know, one of the things I always talk about in relation to this job is how much I love it, how great it is, how lucky I am to have it. It's a lot of fun. I love coming on here. I love talking to you people. But what we don't often talk enough about is just how difficult this job can be. Let me explain. I don't know about you, but in my day job, because obviously this isn't something that I do full time as much as I would love for it to be in my day job, I won't give away too many details about my personal life and what I do, but as someone who maybe, uh, you know, has not control, but, but, but is able to, um, supervise a group of people, I hate Saying the same thing multiple times. I hate reminding people. I hate having to sound like a broken record and just continually talk about the same shit with no different results. And that's how I feel right now about this Calgary Flames team because I come on here every single week. I don't know how many times a week it is, I'm not going to go back and count, but I come on here every single week. It's a nightly basis where I come on here and I talk about the same goddamn bullshit every single time. You guys want to talk about Huberto? You guys want to talk about the power play? You guys guys want to talk about just how good Dustin Wolf looked but everybody else looked horrible? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the same shit because that's what this team is night in and night out doing. It's the same shit every single night. Mike Bartner, I see you, brother. The Audi curse could only be it could only be the Audi curse, right? I think we're a little bit beyond that now. I think we're a bit beyond that. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audi James on the heels of a Calgary Flames 5 to 4 loss in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights. A shockingly close game. I think Logan Thompson probably wants some of that back. I think everybody else in front of him played pretty well. I think he probably wants a couple more saves. Maybe the Flames don't get the extra point. Not that it matters too much to the Golden Knights. The best team in hockey. That extra point for the Flames doesn't mean shit to them in the grand scheme of things. Because this fucking team isn't making the playoffs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. As I mentioned, 5-4 loss for the Calgary Flames in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena in overtime. Um, Before we get too far into it, as we always do off the top, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Save your questions. You know, when I do a solo show, I like to read the comments as much as I can because I rely on you guys a lot when I don't have a guest, uh, mostly to keep me in check because the last few nights have been a little... Little, uh, little, little loopy. Watching this team, talking about this team, dealing with Blue Jays shit. We're not gonna go there tonight, folks. We're not gonna go there tonight. But I like to rely on some of the chat. So if you if you have comments or or anything else, I'll, I'll read the stuff that I do see and that I do like. But for the most part, save your questions for the end. And we will tackle them when we hit the press conference. It can be anything you want to talk about. Calgary Flames related, league related. We could talk about baseball if you really want to. Because as you can see, oh, over this shoulder, as you can see, still a little distraught about this whole thing right here. And uh and 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 the new number 17 for the LA Dodgers, but we're not gonna go there. Um folks, I I, I mentioned it. I, I truly do not know. How many more times I have to talk about the same stuff over and over and over again? I take notes for every single game that I do uh, a game over for, and I start with pregame stuff. I I I break it down by period. I know PK does the same thing. He's a little more. He's older than me. He's old school. You know, he takes his notes on a notepad. I'm that next gen baby. I'm on the I'm on the notes app on the on the uh, <laughs> on the iPhone here, um, but. Uh, sorry, as I lose my train of thought, it's, it's, it's the same, same, same same old, same old, right? We're, we're seeing the same stuff over and over and over again. And, um, I'm starting to see it more in these, um, in these notes as well that I'm taking, because you could pretty much copy and paste about 95% of the stuff that I write down. Um, you could copy and paste that game in and game out you could change the title from flames versus golden knights to you know flames versus devils flames versus hurricanes flames versus avalanche it's it's a lot of the same stuff guys it's a lot of the same stuff and we're getting beyond the point now what are we now 29 games into the season where it's too it's still early or you know, this team might have a fighting chance. I, I don't think there really is. We're going to talk about a lot today. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest about this team. Uh, if you haven't noticed, this beautiful deck the halls with Steve Dangleberry's ugly Christmas sweater. I like to call it a handsome Christmas sweater. I, I've said it before when I've worn it on. It's a handsome. It's always a handsome sweater when you have four pictures of Steve, Steve Dangle's face on your shirt. Uh, head over to the SDPN shop, get your holiday merch, Game Over merch, lots of cool stuff over there. Um, where do we start? Like, where, where? truly, where do we start with breaking down what we saw tonight? Because it seemed like, and Julian McKenzie put out a good tweet about this, it seemed like a lot of the time this season, it's been, um, you know the flames maybe don't have the greatest start don't show up on time um you know their starts have historically not been good this season we're shifting into a bit of a trend here with the calgary flames where those starts are seeming to get a little bit better i don't think it was a stellar start tonight by any stretch um like at all it was and that goes for both sides it was uh, it was it was slow and kind of back and forth. Well, I, I, maybe not slow, but but it was back and forth for the most part for both Vegas and Calgary tonight um, in the first period. And you know, historically in these last few games, that must mean only one thing: the great collapse, right? The Calgary Flames are inevitably going to let this one get away from them. They take the early lead. Uyghurs with a bomb off the wall. It was a bit of a weird, I don't know if it was an intentional board pass there from Michael Backlund. It kind of caroms off the back, hits the sideboards here, and Uyghur hits a hits a hits a clap bomb. I think he called it a muffin during the intermission. Uh and he he buries that one, and it's a 1 0 lead. Wolf was playing great. Then the Golden Knights score on the power play, Chandler Stevenson a bad special teams night for the Calgary Flames we'll get more into that a little bit here too but it was back and forth it wasn't a dominant one from the Flames it was a good first period I don't think there was much terribly wrong with that first period it was a good good goal on the power play Stevenson uh I think it was Anderson or I can't exactly remember which defenseman you know lays down to block the passing lane he does a little self pass off the shin pads, picks up his own pass and then buries it. Uh, that's that's just a good goal. That's just a good play. That's just a good player finding a lane and sticking with the play on the power play. You can't fault Wolf for that one, which I can't I wish I could remember which defender it was, but you can't fault them. They got in the passing lane, but it was just a good stick with it play by Stevenson you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't a horrible first period. I didn't hate too much about that first period, but there was a lot that I disliked as this game went on. It's a, it's, it's a short note section tonight um, for the first period. Um, Connor Zary, Nazem Kadri, Martin Pospisil. This line has just been, as Derek Wills would say, the straw that stirs the drink for the offense for this Calgary Flames team. And there hasn't been a whole lot of offense. The offense hasn't been stellar. Sure, they score four goals tonight, but I think that's more to do with maybe not the best game from Logan Thompson. One that, as I mentioned off the top, maybe he wants a couple more back from. But this, uh, you know, the, the the offense when when your leading scorer, you know, you look at teams around the league. Austin Matthews scored his twentieth and twenty first tonight. The Flames' leading scorer is now Yegor Sharangovich, who scored 8-9 and tonight. And granted, the Flames have, I think Blake Coleman has 8. Mackenzie Wieger has 7. I think Lindholm has 7. Bunch of guys with 6. So there's a bit of sharing the wealth up and down the lineup in terms of where the goals are coming from and where scoring's coming from. And that's something that we talked about Back when they traded Tyler Toffoli. Where are the goals going to come from now? Where's the scoring going to come from? Excuse me now. But um, yeah, sorry. JD uh, is pointing out that I was talking about Gilbert lying down on that play. Uh, on the penalty kill there. But yeah. Um, where's the offense? Seemingly, the Zari, Kadri Pospisal line are drivers of it. Mackenzie Weger is a driver of it. He's been scoring like crazy. He loves loves to find the back of the net, um, but aside from that, man, I don't know. I don't know. Zari. Uh, either way, he shoots one in. It goes off the rear end of Nazem Kadri to make this a two-one game. Uh, but shortly thereafter, just a great forecheck from Vegas. Barbashev buries it on a on a on just a loose puck battle that whichever defender from the Flames. I wish I would have taken notes on who that was. Uh, on what they lost, so um, a tough one there. It was it was a loose puck battle in the slot that Barbashev ends up winning, and he snipes that one past Wolf. And look, the scoreboard's going to show that the Vegas Golden Knights scored five goals tonight. Usually, you see your goaltender lets in five. You probably think it wasn't the greatest performance. They maybe lit up, got lit up a little bit there, but. To be honest, for folks who didn't watch this game tonight, maybe you're listening back on playback or you're watching now to get, to get caught up to see what uh, what the hell happened tonight here at T-Mobile Arena. I'll have you know that Dustin Wolf, had he not played the way he did, uh, th- this would have been a much more drastic, probably seven or eight goal game for the Vegas Golden Knights. They, they had a few high danger chances. He lets one in as per uh, natural stat trick. Stops one, had a pretty solid game calm and composed and that's one of the things that they've talked about about this young man is that he is calm in his crease he's composed he keeps it together he has fun goals don't really get to him a lot of a lot of love for Dustin Wolf and and it's a much different game without him um this is where the sloppiness comes in and starts for the Calgary Flames it's the second period where historically they would start on time and let their foot off the gas and this is kind of where we're We're trending here. As you can see, we're talking about a sloppy second. And uh, this is where, um, you know, maybe the sloppiness starts. And the Flames would actually end up scoring again here in this second period. It was a pretty good save from Wolf in his own end. And it sprung a three on one the other way. Uh, Sharon Govich, again, another guy here where the offense is kind of starting to drive through. Uh, The new league, or not league, uh, team leader in goals, uh, potting two tonight. Um, he is really showing just how great he is coming in on the wing off the rush. Very long winded way of saying his zone entries, the way he carries the puck across the blue line on the wing. Um, if he sees a lane, he shoots, he's got a hell of a shot on that wing, man. Got a hell of a shot on that wing. I like to see that guy shoot the puck from where he does. and He's getting rewarded. He's scoring goals. Um, but that three-on-one was was pretty. It was a pretty play, and it started with Dustin Wolf. Had he not made that big save in his own end to spring the boys going back up the ice the other way on that three-on-one, would have would nothing would have, nothing would have uh, we would have, we wouldn't have had the same result. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, Fast-forwarding to the third period. Sorry, I, I should have explained. We're going to do the game recap, and then there's a bunch of points that I want to talk about after. So we'll, we'll get into that um, on the heels of a Calgary Flames 5-4 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights tonight in Vegas. Um, then we get to the third. We get to the third period. It's a D-zone collapse uh, on the Vegas Golden Knights' zone entry. So the Flames collapsed in their own end. And it was just a bad, bad play. Mark Stone makes it 3-3. Then Huberdo <laughs> shortly thereafter, later in the period, with a horrible giveaway. We're going to talk a little bit about more, more about number 10 uh, as this as the show goes on. Horrible giveaway in his own end um, leads to a Jack Eichel breakaway. And and literally like two minutes before this breakaway happens, it was it was Greg Millen who mentioned that it was uh, it was a bit of a quiet night for Jack Eichel. He hadn't really been woken up. And the Flames maybe doing a good job of containing him. Maybe just an off game for Jack Eichel. But no shit within two minutes of them saying that here comes Jack Eichel flying up the ice. Uh, and my God, I was thinking to myself this entire time, this would be really nice to see him wearing one of these jerseys going up the ice the other way. I digress. Either way, I was clenching a little bit. I was scared seeing this guy come up the ice. He doesn't score. Spoiler alert, he doesn't score. And that has a lot to do with just how good Dustin Wolf was tonight and how good he continues to be in, I believe, now his fourth National Hockey League start. So um, he's, he's really taking his um, opportunity here and he's running with it. And it's good to see because this is the guy that Flames fans are really happy to see finally uh donning the flaming sea. Uh the goalie of the future, perhaps. So it's uh it's nice to see him drawing in and, and actually taking advantage of the starts that he's getting. Um and then we fast forward here to the four three goal in which Vegas scores, which might have been the absolute fucking worst. 20 to 25 it was probably shorter than that but it felt like 25 seconds of Calgary Flames hockey in the D zone that I've ever seen in my life for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about it's a D zone face-off in which the Calgary Flames I think actually win the draw goes back Backland wins this face-off back to the corner obviously you know how the rink is set up if you're looking at it like this you got your dot here and your dot here. He wins it back to the corner. Behind his net. And everybody wearing a red C just stands there. Deer in the headlights. Like this. Like what what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What how what, whoa, we're playing a hockey game? Oh, we're supposed to go chase that little black rubber thing. Oh, wait, it's it's in the back of our net. What do we do now? What do we do now? And just a fucking horrible collapse. Horrible. One of the worst D zone plays I've ever seen this team do. And everybody was flat footed. Long story short, they win this face off back. Nobody knows what to do. They say, I'm allergic to the puck. I, I can't go get it. That's on you. You go. You in that gold jersey can go get it. You can you can take that. I, I don't want that thing. I, I don't want that thing. And so Jonathan Marsheau says, oh okay, thank you. I'll take this this black puck rubber thing um that we chase around here on on knife shoes and I'll pass it right in, in right in front of the net in the slot where William Carlson is just wide open because nobody is moving their feet. Everybody is flat and he wastes no time. Scores and gives Vegas their first lead of the hockey game. Believe it or not, as bad as this game has been for the Calgary Flames, they don't surrender a lead until like three minutes left in the third period or however long it was uh, by the time William Carlson scored. I think it was like 336 left in the third period, something like that. So there we go. As bad as things have been, at least it wasn't that bad. At least they weren't trailing the entire game. They only trailed... With like three and a half minutes left. Yank the goalie. Dustin Wolf's at the bench. And with the goalie pulled. Yegor Sharangovich scores his second of the game. His ninth of the season. He tips that one in on I believe a Noah Hannafin shot. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Excuse me. And that ties it. We're tied with like under a minute left to go. I think it was like 59.6 seconds. And they obviously review it. Because it's in the last last minute of the third for a high stick. It's a good goal. Uh, we go to Overtime. We go to overtime. Fans are booing because the Flames are going back and forth and maintaining possession, getting the puck out to the neutral zone. And on the Vegas Golden Knights, first shot of overtime, courtesy of Mark Stone, who was sprung from his own end, had a nice little lane, abbreviated breakaway, if you will, and uh, he scores. I believe his second of the game as well. Um, to make it a 5-4 game in the Calgary Flames, lose their first overtime game. They pick up their first loser point of the season uh, at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. All in all, in case you didn't hear it from my bitchin' and moanin' and my complaining, not a stellar game from the Calgary Flames. Not a stellar game whatsoever. And, you know, we're getting to a point now where, you know, fuck you, look at Tanev, a guy you might be trading. He's hurt you got to start looking at these uh you to start looking at these potential trade pieces these potential you know these pending ufas who probably aren't going to resign with you what are you going to do with them have you not got a pretty good litmus test of where this team is what this team is the direction that they're heading i think that now might be the time where you start to question okay we got a couple guys here that would look pretty good in other threads. What can we get for them? Obviously, Chris Tanev's hurt, and maybe you, you, you waited a little bit too long because, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I could have told you that you should have traded him before something fucking serious happened. He he gets crunched into the board's head first by Ross Colton last night in Colorado, and now he's day-to-day. Um, Dr. Um, Moose, I'm going to save that question for the presser because I see you in the chat. Sorry, the people listening playback, but you'll hear it later on. Um, I touched on it. Mackenzie Weger, still gross. He looks like just about the only player out there, one of the few players out there who actually gives a fuck. I would have honestly not extended Backlund, traded him somewhere to get some more assets, put the slap the fucking C on his chest. I love that guy. Mackenzie Weger can do no wrong. Now, at this point in the season, I'm thinking, hmm, what could we get for a guy like Mackenzie Weger? Would anybody be opposed? Who who wants to blow it up? Tell me in the chat who wants to blow this team up and, and start from scratch. Cuz now all the gears in my head are shifting to like I'm I'm under the impression that this season's done. I'm just so dramatic. I'm 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 dr- I'm Italian. Drama is part of me. I'm I'm very animated and 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 dramatic and you know my wife will be the first to tell you that all of that is true okay but this isn't an Audi roast I'm not going to start roasting myself Weger I'm having a lot of fun watching he's getting rewarded on the score sheet he's putting up points he's been solid and it's that's the Mackenzie Weger that when 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 we got this trade notification that Matthew kachuk was going to the Florida Panthers this is the Weger uh that everybody was expecting to get and everybody was excited to get guys like me and JJ who was on the last show that I had on I that I hosted here um you know, guy, uh, this is the guy that we were the most excited for was him, and we're starting to see exactly why. He's he's becoming a fan favorite here. Um, I touched on Zari Kadri Pospisil, um, and that's that's, you know, just about the most fun I'm having right now in terms of the forward group. Watching those three, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Uh, Kadri struggled a little bit off the start, had a slow October. Huska calls up Pospisil, calls up Zary. Uh, these guys are are are. I don't want to say resurging because I don't think that it's a it's a resurgence of Nazem Kadri I just think that they're really complementing his game. I think a lot of people would agree that, uh, um, you know, they uh, they they have definitely made him a better player based on the start that he had. Dustin Wolf. We got to talk about, uh, can we get an, oh, in the chat for Dustin Wolf, another game, another, another great start. I, I don't think that there was too much, obviously like this is a guy who has played now four NHL games. You, you can't expect this, this player to be perfect between the pipes. He's been the best in every league he's played in so far, but it's a very small sample size. He's going to make mistakes. I don't think he's perfect. I think he's damn good. And I think his track rec- record is starting to prove himself as, um, you know, a player who who can be relied on in, in situations like this and a guy who's going to get more starts. Um, but, you know, all this to say, I think that he's been great. I think tonight he was great. Does he want maybe one or two back? Maybe Maybe one. But at the same time, without him, this is a much different looking game, if you ask me. Vladar's in net. I, I think the world of Vladar's most nights, but I think Vladar starts this one. It's a different game. I truly do. Truly, truly do. They, they, they the, the Golden Knights were just peppering Wolf with shots, and he was calm, composed as ever. The elephant in the room, in all of this that has to do with this beautiful red flaming sea above my head. Actually, let's talk about this pride logo. This flames pride logo on my hat. I don't know if they still make these pride hats, but I've been trying to make it a thing that I wear it every game, game over that I do because I love it. I think it's gorgeous. Little hockey's for everyone here. Oh God, wrong side. Shameless plug to the to the pride hat. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Oh. Jonathan Huberto is what we were what we were talking about and how how stinky 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 he's been. Um it's it's tough, folks. It's tough, but it's something that I think this the sad reality is that Flames fans and people who cover this team and watch this team on a nightly basis are just going to have to get used to. This is a player that's always going to be attached to that 10.5 million dollar price tag that he comes with and the fact that he's truly in my opinion never going to live up to it he'll never in the duration of that contract be a 10.5 million dollar player i'm starting to come to terms with reality because i was for the longest time you know he's gonna find it he's gonna get there he had another bad game tonight i I don't think 10 looked good he's been bad stinky poo poo yucky farts not good And it's not trending in a way in which it's favorable for number 10. It's just the fact of the matter. I don't think he's been very good. Last thing, and then we're going to hit the presser. I know it's a late one, folks. I want to, first of all, thank you guys for for tuning in. And I know off the top I said how much I love this job and how hard it is to, to try to talk about the same shit night in and night out because truly... It's all the same rinse and repeat stuff that we're seeing. And it's all the rinse and repeat stuff that we're talking about. I need to try to think of better ways to be engaging in times like this when it's just the same shit. I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try to up it for you. Because I know you guys want to come here and you want to talk. You want to talk about the game. You want to hear perspective. And all the perspective you're getting from... Me lately is because of how many losses we cover is just all the same crap, and now we're gonna segue to more of the same crap, which is the power play. Let's actually bring it up. I'll bring up uh, I'll bring up the Flames the Flames schedule. Okay, tonight they were I'm gonna actually keep track of this. They were o for two. Okay, o for two. All right, let's go back to the Avs game last night. They were, look at that, O for 2. There's no power play goals in the last two games. Devils, I feel like they had no power plays in that game. That would be correct. O for 0. Let's go back to the wild game. Oh, riddle me that. O for 3. Okay. Let's go back to the game against the Canucks. Let's see. Oh, 2 for 5. There we go. So let's see. Let's Let's get a 5-game sample size. Let's go back to the game against Dallas. 0 for 2. Okay, 0 for 2. So, what's that? 2, 4, 6, 11, 14. In their last 14 power plays, they've scored twice. It's 2 for 14 in their last five games. We could go back even further if we really wanted to to last the last game against Vegas in which they were 0 for 3. So, really, they're 2 for 17 in their last six. And that's... Quite frankly, not good enough. <laughs> is, is that is that stating too much of the obvious? I don't know what it's going to take, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired of talking about this. I really, really am. I want the Flames to set a direction. I want them to have an identity. Are you a retooling team? Are you on the precipice and you feel like you can just make some moves? I don't think you are. Are you retooling? Are you rebuilding? Are you trying to tank? Set a direction so that for the quality of game over Calgary, we can talk about that direction. Cause right now right now we are in one direction and this is not what makes us beautiful. And it's a lot of losses with nothing really coming from it. Excuse my uh my energy principate trying to trying to make crack a joke and and, uh, and, and, and play into a pun there. Um, let's hit the presser, shall we? I, I feel like I've taken up a lot of your time tonight, your valuable time in which uh, I appreciate you being around for, but I'm also just at the point now where I, I don't know what to say about this team because it's, it's frustrating. I want to go back and find this one. Get, get your questions in while you can. Uh, while I go back up and have a look in the chat here, there was one that, uh, yeah, Dr. Moose is here in the YouTube chat. Shout out to you. Can we trade Tanev and Hubie for Nylander? I feel like that's satire because that doesn't even come close to to getting the deal done. Um, but I would be looking to, like, when, when Tanev is healthy, you got to, I think now's the time. You got to pull the trigger. Like, fuck, I don't care if you sit him until a deal is done. Just to prevent this guy from from getting injured again and and becoming a negative asset in the sense that pending UFA, walking into free agency in the summer, he's probably going to go somewhere else. When he's healthy, get rid of him. Another one here from... Uh, I'm going to try to say your name, and I'm so sorry. I'm horrible with names. Karnvir Gill... Is it Karnveer? If you could phonetically put your name in the chat, that would make me feel a lot better because I uh, I, I, hate mispronouncing people's name. Karnveer is what I'm saying. Hopefully that's close. Um, and you said, what's Lindholm's next contract look like considering he was looking for nine in the offseason? That's a great point too. Why don't we bring up our good friend Elias Lindholm? Uh, actually, I'm going to bring it up Here, let's go bring up his Hockey DB. Actually, let's go Elite Prospects. No, let's go Hockey DB. I like Hockey DB better. All right, Hockey DB. So his last season with Gaudreau, 82 points, 42 and 40. Last year, 22 goals, 42 assists for 64 points. As of right now, in just shy of 30 games... Uh, he's 7'11", 18. So say he's at 36 points by the 60 game mark if he keeps pace with what he's doing. That's not good. That's not a $9 million player. So to answer your question, he's not doing himself any favors uh, by conducting his play in the way that he has been. He's, he's definitely not... A $9 million guy right now. Right now, he's probably like maybe like seven. Would that be a fair assessment? What does he make now? Four something, right? He's on a steal of a contract. But historically, like he, you know, put him with a better, put him with good line mates. I don't know. He was playing with Kachuk and, and, uh, and Goudreau in one of the best lines in hockey two years ago, potting 42 goals. Like he almost, he was like, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have been crazy to suggest that year that he went and scored 50 goals and now he's a shell of that former self dropped down by 20. And now he's, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to score. He might score 20 again this year. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough to see. Okay. Um, where is my chat here? Bup, up, up, let's see where is, I saw a couple more questions. Um, Conrad, my brother, how are you doing? Uh, does Dubé go unclaimed if we put him on waivers? I truly think, and I said it with James Johnson the last time that I was on this show, that if Dylan Dubé was sent down on waivers, nobody would claim him. And my reason being is I feel like every other team in the NHL has a Dylan Dubé right now. They have a fourth a guy that they can plug in on the fourth line. I don't think Dylan Dubé is a reclamation project. I truly don't. I just, like, he's played in every single spot in this Flames lineup. He's played on every single iteration of a top six or a bottom six. And he's still not getting it done. He still finds his way down to the fourth line with A.J. Greer and Adam Ruzicka. I don't think that he is a, um, I I don't think he's a player that gets claimed. I don't. I think that other teams have Dylan Dubé's on their roster right now. And this is a guy that goes unclaimed. That's that's my honest opinion. Um, let's see. We have a couple more here. Uh, bah, bah. All right. Money Puck says we have a 10% chance at making the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like that's optimistic. We'll see. Especially with the resurgence, as I'm looking right now, of the Edmonton Oilers, who won 4-1. to So it, once you're done here, go obviously go watch Game Over Edmonton with, uh, I believe it's Zach and Dennis tonight. Yeah, because Avery would be at the game co- doing his coverage. Um, eight-game heater they're on right now. They now have, I believe, more wins than the Calgary Flames. Let's have a look at the standings, see if they've updated. Um, yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers have three games in hand of the Calgary Flames. They have leapfrogged them in the standings. They have the same amount of points. They're 12-12-1, and, and they have three games in hand. So if they win those three games in hand, that's another six points they put themselves up by the, from the Calgary Flames. And don't look now, but for the wild card standings, obviously uh, Edmonton jumps them. The Minnesota Wild have 24 points, and they have two games in hand. So they need one point to tie, two points to take the lead from the Flames. The Seattle Kraken have 25 points. They are just horrible, though. And uh, the Flames actually have two games in hand on them. But what I'm trying to get at is between, you know, the Flames need to get right now to 28 points to, to, to get to where the Coyotes are in the wild card right now. Um, who have played the same amount of games. Between Nashville, Arizona, St. Louis, Edmonton, Minnesota, and you could even throw Seattle in there. There's going to... Essentially, and you throw the Flames in the mix too, possibly. There's seven teams right now who are going to be fighting for two spots in a wild card. I don't like the odds for the Calgary Flames, which just means they're probably going to fall slightly short. I would say maybe... I don't know. Max of four or five points out. And then it's going to be another sloppy in the middle type of finish in which the Flames don't pick outside of the top or higher than like 12 to 15 like they always do. Maybe they'll crack the top 10. We'll see. But it's going to be hard to outstink. Well, I mean, hard to outstink the Sharks. Don't look now. They have almost 20 points. The Sharks are coming back. They're, They're six points back of the Flames. That's three wins. Um, either way, it's going to be an interesting push to the finish here. And, uh, I appreciate you guys all obviously for being here because it is, uh, it is tough sledding these days for the Calgary flames and you know what they've, what they've, the product that they've been putting out to be able to break down and to be able to even watch. Like if I'm being honest with you tonight, I probably would have just went to bed. I probably would have just went to bed had I not have to do this show. And i love doing this show so don't get me wrong i'm I'm still enjoying myself um, either way so um like i mentioned guys thanks for stopping by we'll we'll put an end to the press conference right there it's been a lot of fun to uh, chop it up with you even though it's another loss and it's another night where you have to listen to me weep um but i do uh, i do appreciate each and every one of you um on your way out be sure to like the stream uh subscribe to sdpn right like 97.2k on the road to 100,000, so please, every subscription helps. If you're listening on playback, please be sure to rate the podcast. All that good stuff. Your next game over will be on Thursday with yours truly against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, No guest yet, but I am going to try to line something up so that you don't have to just continually listen to me bitch and moan about probably another Calgary Flames loss. Until then, friends, stay safe, be kind to one another, all that good stuff. Uh, And I will talk to you on Thursday. This has been Game Over Calgary on the heels of a Calgary Flames 5-4 loss at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. Good night, and we will see you all on Thursday. Adios.